So before we get started today, I want to extend condolences to the family and friends of my friend, Dad Givens, affectionately known as Hush. We lost him on November 15th, and it's still sinking in for a lot of people. Although he could appear rough and speak rugged with the Jersey accent, Dad was a friend amongst friends. He always stood out. He never let you be too upset about anything because he was sure to bounce back a few jokes and a bit of trash talk back and forth with you until you felt better. Above all else, he was loyal and true. There was never a moment when he wasn't ready to ride with you and ride for you. For all those reasons, and many more unsaid, we're going to miss our fellow Aggie, frat brother, chapter brother, Masonic brother, and most of all, friend. Rest in power, Dad. Where did I park? Where did I park? Where did I park? On Friday, November 17, 1911, Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated was founded on the campus of Howard University. Some 82 years later, on the campus of North Carolina A&T State University, I was welcomed into this wonderful organization, and I have enjoyed it ever since. I'm grateful to have seen another year in the frat, and sincerely hope that the boots are still marching when these three jokers under my watch will have an opportunity to cross the burning sands. That is, if college is still a big deal, then you know how it's going. And, you know, they don't want to be iotas or sigmas or something else. Ah, well, we'll see. Happy Founders Day to the bros. I hope everybody had a good one. I'm glad to have been able to spend it with my LBs, my friends, and just uh, people around the way. Let's be greater than we were and further the legend on. Be out, but be outstanding. Root, 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 root. Now, on to things that were less than outstanding. Golf. My job has a golf league that they participate in every Wednesday. And at the end of the year, they had this tournament with a trophy and awards and all that stuff to kind of close out the season. And of course, you got to let somebody win if you've been doing it all year. So I got clubs. So yeah, I got clubs and I have a reasonable amount of skill. But I don't really have the time, to be honest with you. Wednesday is a school night, man. Don't you people have families? Sheesh, I know I do. (laughs) But seriously, we plan free time around Thursdays so I can bowl. The rest of the week is usually just tied up with games, practices, or just me and Steph trying to get and stay in shape with working out. So golf usually isn't a luxury that I can afford at the moment, time-wise. But shoot, price-wise, that's an easy $50 every week. And you factor in carts and snacks or side bets or beverage. Shoot, everybody's got a habit. I just know at this time, golf can't be mine. Well, I used to know it anyway. At any rate, I was able to free some time in and schedule and uh, make the tournament since it was on the weekend. But I'm wondering if it was really worth it because I was trash. Terrible. You know, some things are like riding a bike. Once you get going, you never really forget. 
You might need a warm up, but you're still good. Apparently, me and golf are not like that. I need more than a warm up. For me, it was like riding a unicycle and juggling at the same time. Apparently, you're not going to be able to dust off the gold clubs once a year and still make the PGA Tour. I was literally ashamed and embarrassed. I mean, these dudes go out every week. They be practicing all year. And here I come thinking I'm just going to do my thing. I ain't talking to junk. I knew better. But I was at least confident and firm that, you know, I knew what I was doing. Who told you that? I, however, was not a man of my word on this one. Now, first of all, let's get to the excuses. Golfing weather is anything 45 degrees and up to me. At the crib, it would always get cold early because, you know, it's the Midwest. And so as long as it was 45, you could get out there, light jacket, maybe even a hat, and you'd be good to go. So I thought I had it planned. But for starters, it was 41, maybe 42. Even when the sun came out, didn't matter. And it was hella windy. Like, I think we're literally going through some jet stream or something. Because the wind was everywhere. I mean, the night before, I thought we were getting rained out because all I just kept hearing was uh, this pitter-patter on the door and just everything that sounded like rain. I get up the next morning and everything is dry, but that wind is still howling. I was like, man, that was the wind the whole night? This is going to be terrible. I mean, I was bundled up too, but the wind was still howling and it was finding spots inside my hats and your jacket. You know, when the wind jumps like in that little spot in your hood, and just stays there and gets cold on you. That was me. It was horrible. I swear I felt like I swallowed some of the wind and it's like building in my chest. I wouldn't be surprised if I lose my voice or get one of those a uh, day or two raspy sniffles as a result. And it's mid-November, so I mean, the green grass was really brown grass. It was impossible to see the ball and the leaves from the trees were everywhere. So even good shots right down the fairway turned into bad shots in the rough. I couldn't see it half the time. And I'm not one of those people who's married to their golf ball who takes their little range finder out and goes and gets everything. If I can't find it, I'm gonna give it like a 15 second look and if it ain't there, I'm gonna move on to the next ball. Another one. So having said that, I lost so many balls, I stopped counting score for a minute. A couple of holes, I just set a high number that sounded acceptable just to see if they were gonna challenge it. And they didn't. <laughs> not to mention, you always gotta be aware of your company too. The funny part is that I played with my boss and he's not that great. If I had actually played to my skill and potential, I probably would have beat him easily. But with the weather and the lack of practice and everything else I mentioned, I just look terrible. So we just called it sucking up to the big dogs. But I couldn't have turned it on skill wise if I had tried. I was so bad, I didn't want him to think I was actually wilding him out on purpose. At least I didn't mop the floor with him, then I would have been faced with that other decision. I just pivoted and told him that's what I'm I'm here for and I'm much better at bowling. And uh, when they want to see me on the lanes, let's go, because that's indoor. And they can come get to work whenever they so choose. Crisis avoided. The other crisis is what everyone likes to do on the course, especially when you're not playing well. I don't know how many holes and performances were used as the reason to crack open another one. Of course, I wanted to be a team player and I wanted to get warm. I don't go to any other events, so you know, I took one for the team, but you know the rules are different for us. So that's the only one I did. Yeah, I could have done more, but wasn't necessary. They say deals are made out on the golf course anyway. 
but uh, they never talk about the deals that are broken. I don't think I made any deals this time. And I think socially I made up for my game. So I don't think I lost any deals either. Why don't we just call this one a push? But I'll tell you what I would love to be able to call a push. This Kaepernick NFL tryout. That's right. We back in the news with that. Months removed from the last time, we're all back on our high horses and podiums, delivering the finest and fiercest of takes and supporting him or supporting the NFL or supporting Jay-Z or supporting the troops, which has still not been about. Well, even supporting the president, I guess. But I tell you, the easiest way would just judge his talent and give him a job and let the chips fall where they may. Why don't you just put him on a roster and either see if the ratings or approval spike or decrease, put him on the roster and compare the ticket sales and all that stuff. Viewership, just check everything. Instead, it's like all parties involved just choose to dip their toe in the social media comment pools and get scared to jump in the deep end. We all here for a reason, but this could be a lot easier than we keep making it. My honest opinion though, I think Colin wanted everyone to know that he could still play and let everyone know and the owners and stuff that uh, he was here to stay. But he really wanted to call them out and tell them that they were wilding and colluding. Just kind of prove it. I think he might have done that. But what also can be true is that as a result, he might not play again, again and again, even when they call him up. Everyone has wanted him to speak for himself and speak for so long. And when he did, and he spoke for himself and he spoke passionately, people were mad that he spoke or what he spoke about. Don't poke the bear. Be that as it may. Ugh, can't even say that word. <laughs> be that as it may, his best work will probably be, not probably, definitely be remembered off the field with all the help and support and action he's created. So I really don't have any problem with him laying out the evidence. I also don't know enough about all the legal issues that both camps are trying to fight each other with, but it looks like it's starting to come out now and it looks like both sides are making cases for each other. But whatever he did is whatever he did. I think he looked pretty good on the clips, but they're just clips. Some people say he did great. Some people say he did all right. I don't really see anybody saying he did bad. So I think that's a positive thing, but I mean, we've seen the backup quarterbacks in the NFL right now. He's doing more than them. So he's obviously showing he's still got the goods and he looks super in shape. So, I mean, if that's if that's a worry still, that should be squashed. And at the end of the day, we all know he can play now if we didn't already. But isn't it crazy that in the same week when a guy clubs another guy over the head with a helmet, which up to a certain point, maybe not the clubbing part, he at least deserved it. The way he baited him and did all that stuff and then acted like he was the victim. But in a week when that happens and the same week that Nick Soton and the same week that Nick Saban drives the nail into his professional coffin before it even starts, probably because he was going to go down to Miami. And we know what happened with Saban in Miami. So I think it was all a plan. But anyways, after all these other sports topics, this is what we're going to choose to occupy all of our time with over the, from over the weekend leading up. I mean, basketball's heating up and we're not going to talk about that. You know, there's just a bunch of stuff happening. But all we're going to talk about is this, this case, this collusion and this field effort. It's a lot to deal with. And I think, uh, a lot of people are going to end up losing more respect for each other and themselves than they had planned just by delivering all these 
anecdotes and fiery takes and think pieces. Um, again, we just gotta gotta let some of this play out. But it's pretty obvious what had happened. Message. But despite from all that, it just means we can't watch sports talk for the rest of the week because it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be a drag. Funny thing about working out at the gym is you can zone out on your headphones while getting your workout in, but you can't hear any sound. So at my local gym, they have Fox News, ESPN, and MSNBC all next to each other. It passes the time on the machines just seeing all the talking heads across the three or four uh, TV stations just yapping, yapping, yapping. You can't hear them. You just see these heads bouncing around left to right, up and down while you're trying to get your cardio in. So... If that's what it's going to lead to, I guess I'll watch it at the gym in silence. At any rate, good luck, Cap. The Lions could use you. But enough about all that. What I really want to talk about is holiday season. Sorry to disappoint, but I will never, ever, ever be on board with celebrating Christmas before Thanksgiving. Not necessarily because I love turkey and enormous amounts of food, although true. It's more so because it's before my birthday, and that's just not fair to me. Pilgrims, Native Americans, genocide, reconstruction, all that is real. I don't want to support any of that. Fall colors are nice and stuff. Apple cider, leftover pumpkin stuff, all that crap. I get it. But I'm really only concerned about my birthday, and maybe my dad's. My dad's is the day after mine. My sisters like to send out Christmas lists way too early. My older sister sends out weekly countdowns for paydays and shopping availability, like we don't have Amazon two-day shipping available. But I don't care. There are exactly four weeks between Christmas and my birthday. That's plenty enough time. Plus, my dad's birthday, like I told you, is after mine, and his is on Thanksgiving this year. So there are more important things happening before Christmas gets overplayed. I get stores and sales and... Uh, the old school Silent Night and all our favorite songs. But you go to Walmart and they got Santa Claus standing next to the pumpkins while you're trying to get your Halloween candy. That's whack. That's whack. That's whack. That's whack. Decorations are whack. Christmas lights are whack. They'll be less whack after the 27th. The boys have no respect. They ask about Christmas lists, Santa, presents, and the like all the time. Like early, like October. They treat Halloween like it's getting ready for Christmas. That's just disrespectful. All I'm saying is just show some love for the Sagittarius of the world and the real November holiday. Message. Oh, I guess Black Friday is still a thing, but I don't care. I'm not waiting in anybody's line. I'm not going out, especially not on food day. Definitely hitting Cyber Monday, maybe. But anyways, just show some love for November, Christmas freaks. Jesus is the reason, not decorations. Bet y'all feel ashamed now, suckers. Another thing special about this month, this year at least, is uh, this new Mr. Rogers movie. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood with uh, Tom Hanks. I think he's trying to get this Forrest Gump love all over again. I can't be the only one hyped for it. Am I? Am I overhyping it? Or does it look dope to y'all? Maybe I just respect Mr. Rogers. And by that, that means I had respect on my childhood and all things positive. I hope it doesn't let me down, but I'll be in that joint. Wonder if I might cry. Please won't you be my neighbor? Y'all not hype for that? That's gonna be amazing. I remember seeing the trailer and I was like, oh yeah, I'm in. 
But anyway, since we're talking about Amazing Childhood, Disney Plus? Yes! Yes. Mandalorian? I'm all in, but that's easy. I'm a Star Wars nerd anyway. But all these throwback cartoons and shows? I was watching the X-Men classic joints not too long ago. There's just so much out there. And an honest moment, when we had got the news about Thad, it was just a crushing blow. And, you know, after I prayed and just, you know, took a moment for myself, shed a few tears and just kind of got my life together. Uh, it was just hard to get back to sleep. It was just so much going on. My mind was swirling. So I just turned on the TV and just kind of tried to zone out and doze away. But shoot, Disney Plus. So I'm sitting there just watching old cartoons. It was exactly what I needed to get through the night or get through the early morning. Just to kind of take my mind off things and just uh, move through the next few hours in peace. So Disney Plus is a win for me so far. Yes! Can't wait to get into Darkwing Duck. That used to be my joint. That and Gargoyles, man, I'm pumped. I don't know if you could tell. But the funny thing is, at some point, the hype will kind of fade off. And then we're going to have to ask ourselves, how did we watch all this stuff with this low quality and low resolution and terrible words? And shoot, depending on the show, probably racist undertones. You know, Disney, all them old school Disney cartoons were just full of racism. I know now on Disney Plus, they're trying to put out these warnings and let people know some old cartoons are no longer acceptable in 2019. But... You know, it is what it is on this show. So if you're going to watch it, just know. Or either uh, that or they're just going to take some off that uh, just aren't appealing. But that's crazy. We were just watching trash and didn't know any better. We thought it was treasure. That's the price of progress. But if you look at it, we are the generation that used to dub tapes off the radio. Sometimes from methods as wild as the record feature on Teddy Ruxpin or the talk boy from Home Alone. Those were the days. But until then, man, Disney Plus for the win. There's just so much to dig into and not enough hours in a day. So I had to have an honest moment with myself and just kind of assess what the heck I'm talking about. I'm sitting there getting hype over a Mr. Rogers movie, expressing my love for a, a streaming service for kids shows and things of my childhood. Am I not an adult? No, 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 no. Am I not living how I'm supposed to live? Am I just a grown kid being irresponsible and embarrassing? Mm -hmm. Just as I was thinking about that, I looked outside of my driveway and just looked at how perfect it looked. You see, we had just got a pressure wash, our annual pressure wash and gutter cleaning and all that stuff. But they did the driveway this year. They cleaned off our back deck and it looks like a brand new house. It's amazing. The driveway looked so clean, it was shining at night. I've never been so hyped about a house like this and just a cleaning. So just when I thought I was gonna be too much of a kid and too immature, I'm sitting here getting hype over getting my pressure washed driveway done and my deck and my gutters clean. So yeah, I'm still an adult. I'm a responsible adult. So I feel like because of that, that justifies my love for these kids shows, so it should be a push, right? It's a push in my book. But what's not a push is this uplift coming up. So enjoy yourselves. All right, so real quick, I'm on my way to work this morning and I'm kind of in a hurry because I'm late and I'm pulling out of the driveway and I'm about to drive down the street and I wave at my neighbor. She waves back or whatever before uh, this tree and a couple other cars. And I'm looking, I was like, man, she got a weird hat on, but whatever. 
And then as I get closer and actually like pull by the tree in the cars and actually see, she's got a full out pilgrim outfit on all the way down to the shoes with the buckles and everything. So it was a pilgrim hat. And at that moment, I realized that this holiday might have to go. Throw this whole holiday away. I still don't want your Christmas decorations. I take back most of everything else I said, but just wait till after my birthday. After that, the rest is on you. I get it. I can evolve. My bad. All right, now let's get to some uplift. So I talked a lot about childhood and the lessons we carry with us and how they can aid us when we look back. I want to take a minute to talk about my child and what he carries with him every day. That's their daily affirmation. Every day before school, Jackson recites the following. I'm very smart, I work hard, and I always do my best. And I ask him if he believes it. He says, yeah. And I said, well, let me see it. And it's starting to catch on because Jason's starting to repeat him too. So this might be a thing we have happening. But as he's working through his lessons, working ahead, being smart as he is, making sure he's always trying to stay focused, it's kind of taking a life of its own. It stresses to him the importance of the words he says and how this can set the tone for his interactions. But not only can this apply to him, it can apply to all of us. From my own life, to my young frat brothers, my line brothers, my friends, my family, my co-workers and beyond. Shoot, even the cap situation. If you're not working hard, then you're not doing your best. And if you're not doing that, then how will anyone see how smart you are? It's far too easy to have your talent overshadowed by other factors that take away the value. It's like positive news on the back corner of the newspaper. Nobody can read it. And if they can, they're already tired out and will glance over it. The world is a beautiful disaster. If we're not giving our best and working hard to accomplish our goals, it's far too easy to get lost and lose the ability to showcase your gifts. We're well equipped to take on this crazy place. We just have to make sure we're not shortchanging our impact and thus shortchanging our exposure. Keep working hard, keep doing your best, and never let anyone take away your God-given gifts. Now that's smart. Life comes at you fast. I'm just trying to keep up with yesterday. But I'll be back soon to unpack some more of the good, bad, and ugly. And I hope you'll join me again soon. Because once I finally get some respect for my birthday month, I'm definitely going to need some help trying to find out where did I park, 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 park.